All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, August 18th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. And yeah, I'm Aaron. Yes, so that is not Pat. That is Aaron, friend of the show. You heard her on the Top Gun episode, the Maverick episode. She's filling in for Pat, who is on a European vacation. Not of the National Lampoon kind. Although, I'm sure there's similar scenes going on. Driving around the loop-de-loop, not being able to get off of it. Someone's getting lampooned, the, for sure. Exactly. Going to the Bavarian restaurant. I don't know other scenes from that movie, because it's the lesser <laughs> of the two. Well, not two. There's many. But I think it's the lesser of the two main ones, which is the original and European Vacation. The lesser of the vacations. Yeah, Christmas um, Vacation is not – it is a vacation movie, but they don't go anywhere. It's just it's more like staycation. we're on we're on vacation. Yes, it's Lampoon's Staycation. Yes, it's, 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 uh, it's National Lampoon's time off. It's PTO. It's, it's – exactly. It's PTO. That's what the new version should be, National Lampoon's PTO. <laughs> So anyway, Aaron, thank you for joining us. Of course, you are a wannabe girl of the highest caliber. You've been with us since the very beginning. Absolutely. And I'm very excited to get your take on a few big stories. Of course, we're going to be looking forward to this coming weekend where Idris Elba's, Idris Elba's Beast opens. And also, a Dragon Ball Z movie is opening. A, is it Dragon Ball Super? It's Dragon Ball Super, yeah. Now, I've got some emails. We got tipped off about this Dragon Ball movie because the B.O. Boys famously have a blind spot when it comes to anime. And we have some great listeners, one of B.O. Boys, one of B.O. Girls, one of B.O. People. People. Who have given us a heads up and some background information, but we will get to that later. Right now, we're not the Streamo boys or the Streamo girls, the Streamo people, people, but we do need to talk about a travesty of justice, a I'm shaking. mistake of the highest caliber, an infuriating faux pas. I'm livid. Top Gun Maverick, which- Movie of the summer. Know, Yeah, the movie of the summer. Oh, a movie of the decade. A Titanic-level hit. Just let that sink in. A Titanic-level hit. Let it sink in. In its 12th weekend, was back at number two. This is unprecedented. Or at least precedented rarely. And Paramount chooses August 23rd next week to drop this movie on PVOD when people are still clamoring to see this movie in theaters when this had a chance to go back to number one in the sleepy of all sleepy Augusts they dropped this on PVOD Aaron please tell me why did they do this I can only think that it must be a date that was set before the movie's release 
in the negotiations of the window of how long they were going to keep it in the theater, I can only assume that they came up with this date as like last, like, okay, well, for as long as you want to keep it, but last, you know, last ditch, like we are going to definitely by this date, have it on our streaming service so that we can get people in. I mean, I can't imagine like, well, it's when, not going to Paramount things, Plus. It's not even going big. She's got PVOD. That it's it makes PVOD. Sense. So it makes sense. It's that a makes revenue stream, sense. though. Here, At least it's a revenue stream. Here's what I'll say. That is true. It is true. Okay. It's not a streaming. It's not a streaming throwaway. Mm-mm. It's not a deep water. But I no. will say this. They generally, you're going to put something on PVOD when people can't or won't come to the theater, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting things on PVOD for the people who aren't coming out when you feel like you've, you've wrung every drop out of the theatrical run, you throw it on PVOD and you're going to get a second wind. Maverick is still on its first wind. Everybody yes. who wants to see it is seeing it is still seeing it is seeing it multiple times. So putting it on PVOD now makes zero sense to me. People are still coming to the theater. They're still coming and helping out these theatrical partners the theater owners who have pushed through the pandemic and now they've got Maverick is this, this, you know, godsend to them. A savior, a savior. Let's just say it. It's a savior. Tom Cruise is, has set out to save theatrical and he did it. Mm -hmm. And Paramount is, is taking that lifeline away in such a bizarre way. I mean, wait till the fall, wait till after Labor Day then let it be this movie of the summer. I don't, I don't so, know. I, I, I can't. Labor I'm, Day I'm, is it, Labor Day was a possible. It, it, it was one of those things where that seemed like it made sense thematically, right? Yes, but it's absolutely. still too early. Still now too I'm early. I'm really bad at math, Aaron. So you're going to have to help me with this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now we know Tom Cruise held Maverick from streaming throughout the pandemic, and then released it the perfect time. Right. Absolutely. And now we we know that it, it ha- is having a longer run than most of these movies because the window has shrunk pretty much to 45 days. More if they're bigger hits, but usually it's 45 and then it's dropping on PVOD. Right. Now, this this coming weekend will be its 13th weekend at the theaters. Now, using my calculator. Mm-hmm. I took 13 times yeah. 7, and what I came up with was 91. Does that sound correct to you? That does sound correct to me, yes. Would you then extrapolate from that that this was a 90-day window, basically? That makes sense. That's a number that makes sense. Okay. Which there was rumors that this was going to be a 100-plus day window or whatever. 90 days now double what normally is the window, although I think this is expanding. We're we're seeing how these streaming services only matter to Wall Street, and they're at the whims of people's confidence, not of actual eyes or clicks or whatever. I mean, that has something to do with it, subscribers, but they're they're mostly playing the Wall Street game. They play with imaginary numbers for a living. Exactly. That's what they do. Maverick is not playing with imaginary numbers. It's dealing with true, 100% touchable, not fun. Wait, is it fungible or non-fungible? It's fungible, right? 
It's tangible. Fungible, it's tangible. It's somethingable. Uh, moolah, correct? Correct. Now, my thought is, and I'm going to, let's, let's look at these, let's look a little bit forward here at what's coming to theaters the next couple weeks to months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we have, of course, Beast opening up. We have E.T. going wide. We have Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, going wide. And then next weekend, we have something called The Invitation. Then we have mm-hmm. 3,000 Years of Longing, which is, of course, the Mad Max Fury Road. What's his name? Uh, the director of that. Yes. Um, Are you blanking as well? I'm also blanking, although I know it. And when I see it, I'm going to be so... Um, Just scream it out when you when you remember it. George then, Miller. George, George Miller. Miller. Thank you so much. September 2nd, we have a Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version <laughs> re-release. Okay. Then, of course, September 4th, we've got Clerks 3. After that, Barbarian on the 9th. Then we have the 13th, Clerks 3 expanding wide. Then we have September 16th, something called Silent Twins and the Woman King. Those are two separate movies. The 23rd, we have a re-release of Avatar. Don't worry, darling. The first thing that I think anybody's going to really see. Then September 30th, Bros and Smile. I'm saying that this, this Maverick should not have gone to PVOD until October 14th when Halloween ends comes to theaters. Because the, there's literally... When the sum, that's when the summer really feels like it's ending. That's when... The weather shifts. They sh- Ma- Maverick should stay in theaters until the leaves are falling off the trees. And you know what? Maverick could be. And here's the thing. And I'm going to say this. It still could be. It still could be number one again. I think it's going to be. Pat has said it. I have said it. I think it's still going to play because I will still see it when it's in theaters. I'm going to see it again. I've seen it three times. Aaron, how many times have you seen it? I've also seen it three times. Okay, and two times we saw it together. Yes. In two different premium formats. And I'm going to purchase this movie on the 23rd, okay? I I want the bonus features. I want all that stuff. But still, the exclusivity of this movie in theaters is important for theaters. And the fact that that is not remaining in place is frustrating because the revenue stream will be there. If this movie comes out on PVOD on the 23rd or if it comes out October 13th, right before Halloween Kills, I'm going to buy it either way. And, and so are so many other people. There are not people who are saying, I'm, there are very few people that are saying, I'm waiting to, to, to see this at home. I mean, it's the fact such that a small it's, percentage. It's at number two for a reason, because people aren't waiting. Exactly. People are still seeing it. And then this goes to what is what are, what are we banging the drum? Of, you listen all the time. What are we banging the drum about all the time? More IMAX, more PLFs. The fact that the more fun Spider-Man version in the beginning of September is taking all those screens from a Maverick full on re-release. This movie is making less money than it should. Maverick is one of the highest grossing domestic films of all time. And it's 
leaving money on the table. And it's not its fault until now. It was the, it's the theater's fault. It's not having PLFs. It's not building IMAXs right now or a month ago. You know, these cities are putting all the taxpayer money into building stadiums. They're building these stadiums. They should be building IMAX screens. Yes. That's better I for your town. Agree. I also, I feel like we were told in the beginning, see it on the biggest screen possible. And we've done mm-hmm. our part. We've done that. But they're taking that option away from us. So Maverick is now the number seventh domestic earner of all time with $676.6 million. This weekend, it's going to overtake Avengers Infinity War, which is at 678. It's going to be smelling the butt of Black Panther at number five with 700 even. It is going to shatter that. We know this. Now, Avatar at number four with two with seven thousand seven million six hundred seven seven why can't i do this seven hundred and sixty million i'm so sorry i'm so furious right now i'm shaking of course it's going to be hard to beat that because avatar is having another re-release and it will always have re-releases yeah but still top gun maverick hovering somewhere six or five is amazing and it could be higher if we had more PLFs, more PLFs. Absolutely. This is a movie that is enhanced so much by a premium screen. And I should know because I saw it on all the premium screen options. Yes, you saw it in IMAX, correct. I saw it in IMAX. I saw it in the surround screen. Screen X. Screen X. And I saw it in 4DX, like a roller coaster. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I've heard and you've said is the optimal way to see it. I think so. I think I think that we, and we only had such a small window to do it because then mm-hmm. those screens went to Jurassic World, which guess what is out of theaters when Maverick is number two. And do we need do we need No Way Home, Spider Man No Way Home to go to forty X? Do we need that? Do we need to feel like somebody is cracking our back during the Tobey Maguire cracking back in joke scene? I mean, I would love for somebody to crack my back, but not in a movie theater. Exactly, it's delicate. It's a delicate function, and it shouldn't be done at a movie theater. And it's also there are so many MCU movies that are coming out still. We're being inundated with them. They're falling all over the place we're slipping in them uh so i just i don't need a release of one i'm soaked i don't need another one coming back and not in a good way we're neither of us are are soaked in a good way absolutely not so this is a mistake there's like anything you can pull the plug on this i'm surprised tom hasn't gone to the mat and said no 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 let's keep this thing rolling i do think like you said it's contractual and that's a shame i do think if anybody can break a contract it's tom cruise i think he has the right to do that i think he can point to the numbers uh, and literally point to the numbers.com no jury would convict him absolutely no jury would convict him no. they haven't yet and they won't so this is a travesty of justice we need more plfs we need more imaxes I agree. Uh, email us at the Bo Boys 
podcast at gmail.com and let us know. Are you going to buy this on the 23rd? Are you as upset as I am? Also, if you're Just, a mayor, if you're a mayor of a town or a yes. city and you have the option of putting taxpayer money into building a stadium, building a train depot, you know, put that money towards premium screens, please. I'm begging you. Well, you have a whole off season at some of these football stadiums where you have a jumbotron. Why is Maverick not being shown on uh, in the in the Texas stadium, the Dallas Cowboys stadium? Why is it not playing when the Cowboys aren't? Why is would, it not? Why is there not stadiums full of of people watching Maverick on jumbotrons? Why I would is this watch Maverick. I would watch Maverick on the Kiss Cam, hundred percent. Exact. Yes. I would, I would, I mean, that is, that is such, that is such a no brainer. That is such a slam doink idea. I can't believe that somebody, well, you know what? Of course we thought of it. Who else is going to think of it? The only innovators in theatrical going right now. They'll listen to us someday. I just hope it's not too late. I also hope it's not too late as well, but you know what? It's not too late for Aaron. A preview of next weekend, this coming weekend. Hey, it's almost here. We still, got some, we still got some time. And let's start with something that is our blind spot, which is anime. Yes. And we were talking about this preview episode. You were going to come and fill in for Pat, who is on the European vacation, not the National Lampoon version. And I was saying, let's talk about Beast, starring Idris Elba. That's what we need to talk about, that and Maverick. Totally not even seeing that a Dragon Ball movie is coming out. But mm-hmm. thanks to two of our intrepid wannabe boys, we were filled in on this. So, first of all, wannabe boy Daryl writes, just wanted to say that I'm a big fan of your podcast and I hope you guys bring up the strong possibility that Dragon Ball Super superhero will be number one this upcoming weekend beating beast apparently pre-sales for dragon ball have been good by the perusal on box office theory box office buzz and tracking thread that is uh, a long sentence but it's an actual thing that i've gone to looking at the showings for thursday night on my mc my amc theaters app this appears to be correct lots of sold seats for showings in major cities. Apparently, Beast pre-sales are poor, so keep that in mind. For my money, I'm thinking 10 to 12 mil for Dragon Ball, maybe 8 to 9 for Beast, and 7 to 6 for Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Daryl. And you keep up the great work, too. Boots on the ground. Th- this is what we love. Our, our wannabe boys, wannabe girls, wannabe people, people got their boots on the ground. And I, right. love, I love that you're, that Daryl, you know, you guys are staying informed. You're out there, you're in the streets and you're doing your homework and you're doing the reading and you're staying on top of this. And I, I love that. We also got an email from Marcus. Marcus, who we've read emails from before. Daryl, we haven't. Thank, thank you, Daryl. Welcome. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah. And, and every week, just send every week because we'll, we'll read it. Marcus says, hi, Clayton and Pat. Pat, I hope you're having a great vacation. Okay, It's very nice of you, Marcus, but it's beside the point. 
wanted to write in to talk about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I'm a lifelong Dragon Ball fan, so I'm really looking forward to this one. I thought it I might give some contextual info on the film that might help inform your forecast. Marcus, you're speaking our language. This is what Marcus says. This is the first Dragon Ball feature to be a 3D CG animated release. The series has always been in 2D animation prior to this. Along with the shift in animation style, this movie also doesn't center on the traditional main characters of the series. Goku and Vegeta. Vegeta. Uh, Pardon me if I'm wrong on that. The character of Gohan, Goku's son, is in the lead this time, and Goku is not heavily featured in the marketing. It's also been a few years since Dragon Ball has had an active TV show. The show last ran in March 2018. All the factors above should could be reason to expect Superhero to perform worse than 2019's Dragon Ball Super Broly, the previous film in the series. Box Office Pro notes that Superhero's opening weekend gross in Japan was $5 million versus Broly's $9.2 million. Mm. On the more bullish side for Superhero, the video game Fortnite is currently chock full of Dragon Ball stuff, which was added to the game this past ter- Thursday. Tuesday, sorry. It could be a nice promotional push for the movie. Superhero also seems to be getting a lot of PLF showtimes. As a big fan, I have to go effing nuts and say I'll, it'll hit 23 mil this weekend. I'm probably compromised on this one, but forecasts for big anime releases have been underpredicted in the past. We're looking at you, Demon Slayer. All the best. Well, Marcus, all the best to you. Thank you for the context. This is the kind of email that we get and these are the kind of fans and listeners that we have and we salute you Marcus, so, oh i love the enthusiasm i love it ap- and listen he's a fan we're a little bit and we were talking about this uh around the wall- water cooler before the episode and we both me and you mm-hmm. are not adult animation fans it seems to be a generation younger than us that really were raised on dramatic cartoons we were just shy of pokemon yes and i think that was really the gateway anime for a lot of people i feel like we're generation simpsons yeah we're generation beavis and butthead absolutely we're generation fish police we're generation my family dog that is our generation. And all of those have been humorous. Mm. We have not been a generation raised on, like I said before, dramatic, serious, even action sort of cartoons other than cheap toy tie-in cartoons from Saturday morning, which we didn't take seriously. We took seriously as very young kids, but also realized we were being sold to. Yes. These animes seem to have actual creative, not that that they weren't creative, but they seem to have actual strong narratives and emotions and dramatic arcs and things. There's a mythology to them. More intricate, better animation. Then, and they're running for a long time. And so they're really doing this kind of storytelling arc over years and years. Um, it's it's something I I know is very, very meaningful to the people who love it. And I've said this, that 
I think adult animation is the future of film because even the budgets for these can be equivalent to major blockbusters, but you can have something like the Harry Potter franchise, which has stumbled with its spinoff Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. And people want to see the main, they want to see their main characters. They want to see Harry. They want to see the girl. They want to see the other guy. They want to see the bad guy you can't name. They want to see the wizard. They want to see the owl. All of those people have aged up and they can't be in the films anymore. But if they could voice the characters in animated form, in the sort of animation that these fans have grown accustomed to, that is how you resurrect this moribund franchise that is Harry Potter. This could be lucrative, but no longer is, or is lucrative, but it's not as lucrative as it could be. That's how know, you do it, adult I know you. I know you hate it when people leave money on the table. I hate it. I hate it. That's why I have not seen Toy Story 4. We'll never. You'll never see it. Because, because it did not open on Father's Day weekend like it should have left money on the table to go for foreign markets. And guess what? The foreign markets have turned their back a little bit. I mean, we don't talk about, we don't talk about worldwide anymore, but China seems to have said, we don't need your movies. Right. And so that's yeah. where, that's where every that's where everybody was aiming. And, and China said, oh, we make cool movies ourselves. We don't need you anymore. And so now Marvel's not getting that, the, the Chinese money and some of these other, uh, these other companies aren't. So it's like, oh, okay, what are we doing? And so that's why Toy Story 4, now when you look at it, it seems really foolish. And I knew it was foolish the whole time. But that is beside the point. What we're talking about here is what do we think Dragon Ball Super, superhero, is going to make this weekend? And do we think it could be number one? I think it could. Even if it's on the low end of its tracking, it still, I think, has what it takes to take number one. I think that Dragon Ball Super, superhero, has more people excited than Beast. And I'm not saying Beast is not going to, you know, I think think Dragon Ball Super Superhero has a lot more meaning to people. I think that's going to pull forward. Well, Beast definitely looks like a Netflix movie. And that's not in a positive way. But we'll get deeper in on Beast here. Now, let's look at what Box Office Pro is saying. Box Office Pro is calling Dragon Ball Super Superhero as the number one movie. It's saying that it's going to make 13.2. Now, the weekend range right now is 11 to 16. I'm looking up Demon Slayer, which is the movie that Marcus invoked. Mm-hmm. which was a huge movie that that opened and was battling with Mortal Kombat back in, what was this, two, April of 2021. 2021, we yeah. F- first dipping our toes back into theater going. It opened at 22.7. Now, I'm not familiar with Demon Slayer as a property. I don't feel like it has the same cachet as Dragon Ball, but again, blind spot. Do you think, I mean, the tracking is only going up to 16, but do you think this has a chance to do Demon Slayer numbers? I think it could get close to it. I mean, 
it's something, I mean, we've Daryl's super excited to see it. You know, Marcus is uh-huh. excited to see it. I think that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to come out for it. Um, I think, I think it could get like 17, 18. I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen, that opened to like eight, like 17, 18, right? That was mm-hmm. around that range. 17.6 is the number I got, but you know, kind of depends on who you ask with these websites. But um yes. I, I think it could at least be Jujutsu Kaisen zero numbers. Um Demon Slayer, I had never even heard of. Yes. Uh and it smashed the box office. That was really that was like people weren't even people were just starting to get vaccinated. And I feel like everyone who got a vaccine went to the movie theater that weekend and saw Demon Slayer. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was a perfect storm there. Now, Dragon Ball Super Broly, which was also, that was released in 2018, and that snuck up on us, opened to 9.8. And that was just at the tail end of the show. That was just as the show was ending, right? Yes. And so I feel like, though, more people are starting to go to these in mass. So I think this will make more than Broly did. I think so because also Broly came out just as the show was ending. And so it's kind of a little bit Bob's Burgers movie-ish. Like I can watch this on TV. Does it feel like a movie? Because the TV show's on my TV right now. But I think there's been enough of a break, enough time now where people are saying, oh, this is a movie. This is separate from that thing that was on my small screen. This is a special thing that goes on the big screen. I like the phrase, the TV show's on my TV now, right now. I like that phrase, and I feel like I want to just text that randomly to people and see what they say. The TV show's on my TV right now. You know, it's hard to argue with. It is. But, so, what are we thinking? I'm saying on the high end of this tracking, because remember, also, it's a sleepy summer. It is a sleepy summer. Which you said, again, by the water cooler, Yeah, that you like. I love the August dumping ground because that is my time when I can go and see the movies I've been meaning to see but haven't had the time to. Mm. And so empty theaters. I, I empty theaters. And, you know, when it's like there's something new coming out each week. You feel like I got to see this new thing. And so it took me this long to see Elvis. I just saw Elvis this past weekend. Oh, so now you can cross off these blockbusters. I can cross off the blockbusters. Because, from your list. Great. Because there's not other stuff that's competing really. And so I can go see Elvis. I can go see Maverick again on purely digital because that is the only format that I haven't seen it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to go see Jurassic World Dominion. But I can't find it anywhere. Yes. Uh, but I guess uh, the dinos will find their way into my home at some point. They they always find a way. But this is, you know, I want to see Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I want to see these movies that didn't have an urgency at the time when there were other things I'd rather see coming out. But now is the time when we can catch up. We play catch up now. Yeah. And then if you have a little time, you can go see Mac and Rita, which got a D plus cinema score somehow. That is a mystery that needs to be unraveled. I went and saw Fall. 
I'd be interested to see what you thought of Fall. I, I'd say that's really a runoff movie if you've if you've crossed off all your blockbusters. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little interesting movie called Emily the Criminal, starring what's her face Aubrey I, Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. That yeah. looks actually very good, and I'm planning to see that. Yeah, this is the time. This is the time to see the smaller movies. This is the time to catch up on cross things off your to do list that have been sitting there and kind of not getting the attention that it may be deserved. We'll see when you see them. I think this is this is a, a nice little break where we can catch our breath and see things that we've been meaning to see. So then I would say Dragon Ball Super Superhero, since it's competing against mostly things that most people have seen that you are now catching up on. I think this is at the higher end of the tracking, and I'm going to go 17 on this one. I'm going to go yeah. right above the current tracking yeah that's what i was thinking too 16 17 because i always assume these i i hear these movies and i think i've never heard of that Mm -hmm. i i can't imagine what it will do and it always comes out higher than i could have you know predicted and this is good like listen i hope this thing goes to 23 because these are the kind of things that you can put in theaters it gets butts in the seats. You just need stuff. You need product. And if this is a blind spot for a lot of people like myself, make it not a blind spot because what makes people recognize you in the box office game is box office. Absolutely. And I, I think so, it's, I think that it could potentially double the Broly box office. Which would be 18. You're, we're saying like 18 plus. I would love for it to do that. I want, now, all movies, Aaron, I want all movies to succeed. Exactly. Can we talk Beast? Let's talk Beast. Let's, Idris what Elba. Is, yeah, Idris Elba. He's fighting a not, lion. Not a movie star, number one. Not a movie I star. Would say, I would say a value add possibly for a I, certain segment. Is he a value add for you? I think he is a value add. He is you know he has he's one of these people he's famous for i think being so charismatic because luther was like a big thing for him right that was like what made us all know who he was but he hasn't really had a big movie and since luther he hasn't really had a big show but he still remains super famous recognizable, desirable. He was, I think he was the sexiest man alive at some point. He should be. If if not, he should have been. Yes, absolutely. He, he's someone who every time there's a new bond, people are like, I hear Drizelba might be, you know, and it's, and he was asked about it once and he was like, no one has ever on a, no one has ever approached me for this. Like this has never been something that's been in talks, but I feel like his name is always like, people want him to be bond. People want to see him. Um, they want him to be in better movies, I think. Well, let's take a quick glance at his box office, which is a little difficult because he hasn't had a lot of leading roles. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He had, I think, Obsessed was a movie that came out in 2009, and he was a co-lead of that. Yes. Was That was the one with Beyonce? Yeah, and he, he was sort of the... He was the man lead, but it was really between the two women. Yes, Ali Larder. 
mm-hmm. famously Jerry O'Connell in this movie. <laughs> Opened to $28.6 million. Wow. And legged out to 68. That's pretty good for a a kind of a bit of an erotic thriller without yeah. the sex, I think. I don't think we yeah. can say got fully nude. No, but I, I think it's a very like um, fatal attraction y kind of psychosexual. Yes, psychosexual. Thriller. Perfect. Most of his other stuff has been as a, as a added value. The Mountain Between Us came out in 2017 that was a two-hander mm-hmm. with kate winslet kate winslet which uh did not do too well it opened to 10 legged out to 30 although i don't think that was marketed very well mm. uh, he is knuckles he is he's knuckles. the voice of knuckles he was the villain in Hobson shaw he was a character in the suicide squad the movie that underperformed although i do think it is a very good movie i I think so as well and so he's not a he's not a lead we know this we know this he is going to be he's going to be competing with himself next weekend though with three thousand years of 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 longing longing, because he's going to be a lead in that too so this is going to be a lot of idris at our, our our theaters but the thing with beast is that it's basically cujo meets the ghost in the darkness the famous flop starring michael douglas and val kilmer from i believe it was 96 96 it was 96 when val was at peak hotness because he was batman at the time yeah or he was the previous batman at the time he had been batman yeah he had been batman Opened to 10 million and made 38. So here's the question with Can I Beast. can I counter that? You can of course counter it. Can I, I counter this. that in 2012? And granted, this is a different ballpark with a star, but Liam Neeson fought a wolf in the gray. Now that up into 19, I uh, you know, that's not the ballpark that this is in but no not at all not at all 2019 crawl opened to 12 crawl yes that's a a young lady who was not a star not even a value add she's fighting a a gator fighting a gator okay so here's the question i think we have i think we have some good comps here do we think that this movie beats either crawl or ghost in the darkness which would be 10 or 12 respectively right now the weekend range for box office pro is not looking good it's 8 to 13 yeah and i, I feel was like gonna that's a little say, high i was gonna say eight or nine was gonna be my guess for beast although i you know watching when i watched the gray i saw mm-hmm. it on a plane but still counts when i watched the gray you know, the trailer for The Grey was Liam with little airplane liquor bottles duct taped to his fists running full speed to fight a wolf, to box a wolf. Yeah. yeah. And when you watch the movie, spoiler, 
that's the last shot of the movie. You don't ever see him fight the wolf. Whoa, that's a huge spoiler. It's all him uh, being hunted and terrorized and trying to hide. And then, you know, basically at the end, he's like, I know I'm going to go down, but I'm going to go down fighting. Um, Wow. So the gray made a promise to me that it did not keep. And I think Beast will keep that promise. I think that we're going to see Idris box a lion. And for that reason, I would like to watch it. Have you seen the trailer? I have, yeah. Okay. I saw it in the theater. I was not blown away by it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people at my showing of Fall were also not blown away by it. But, like you said, if this keeps a promise that the gray didn't... That could mean something. So what what are we what are you looking at for the number here? I I do think I am kind of low on it. I do think it'll be eight or nine. Um but I want it I want for that to not be true. I mean, you know, I want it to do more. I want it to open to to twelve, but I feel like it's a sleepy summer. Everyone's asleep. Mm-hmm. And when, whenever anything's released in August, it makes me kind of raise an eyebrow, you know, of like, yes, why are you, yeah. why are you putting it here? Um, so I, I, I do think eight or nine, but I, but I want to see it, but I but can't trust can. myself. You know, I can't trust myself. Yes. I don't know Dragon Ball super from a hole in the wall. And I think that's going to do really well this weekend and beast I'm interested in seeing, but that doesn't mean that other people are. But again, I don't know how many people were watching The Grey on that plane and feeling disappointed. Even, even though I do think The Beast is going to underperform, mm-hmm. I still think this movie going to theaters at 3,500 screens mm-hmm. is going to give this more cachet than if it just dropped on Netflix one sleepy weekend. I mean, do you realize that there was a Ron Howard film about the Chilean miners that dropped on Amazon Prime two weekends ago. And nobody's talking about it. And it stars big stars. And it is a movie that is non-existent. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Ron Howard. When movies go to streaming, I know that the filmmakers and the, the, the stars... They are paying their mortgage. They're buying a boat. They're paying for their kids' school. You know, they're they're doing what they have to do to make a living. Uh, it's a you know fee for service. If they're freelancers, you get a chance to be in a Ron Howard movie. You're going to take that chance, sure. Why not? But it it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel real to me. <laughs> like that's not a movie. What you just described, that's not real. The releasing a movie on a streamer for the creatives, for the executives, for some of the big talent is like they win the lottery and they take the lump sum. Yes. Which is assured and smaller than if they said, fuck it, I'm going to live forever. Like Tom Cruise said. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise said, you know what? I don't want the lump sum. I want... What I want, whatever million dollars every year for the rest of my life. And guess what? 
you're going to go fucking broke. <laughs> and that's, and that's, I think Maverick is going to change a lot of things and it's going to change a lot of the ways these people look at their product and how it's being devalued by streaming. Yeah. And so I, even though yeah. Beast is not going to be able to have enough promotion to do Bafa Bobo, it is better served to be that movie. Hey, I saw that poster outside my theater. I'm going to watch this now on PVOD or a streaming service because it's all downstream. Like we said before, streamers are not streams. Streamers are pawns. Right? Yeah. Streams are, streams are dreams. Streams are dreams. They're not real. Yes. With saying that, though, I do think this is going to make $7 million. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And there's a possibility that Bullet Train beats it. So, Aaron, is there anything else that you wanted to say? Is there any other topics you wanted to extrapolate on? Because I know you always are a listener. You're always thinking box office. You always text us. I mean, you don't email us because we're close personal friends. So it's more of an of a intimate conversation. Is there anything that you'd like to speak about? Actually, yes. I Great. For my sleepy August, I went to see uh, Bullet Train. I went to see Nope. And basically, I bought a ticket to see Bullet Train IMAX. But then it was starting way too long in the future. I didn't want to wait. So I snuck into Nope. Then I bought another ticket to Bullet Train and actually watched it. Uh, But that first... So let me just do the math real quick. Sure, sure, sure. You paid for Bullet Train twice. I paid for Bullet Train twice, and I saw no. On and so you I did gave not Bullet give Train. any money to Jordan Peele. I'll I'll write him a check. Although it's a subscription service, so actually you paid your money, so it does not matter. It's a I'm a list. Yes. I, okay. I forgot so to it, mention. It, it, I forgot yeah, to mention. Okay. I am an AMC A lister. It so, goes without saying. However, that so um, that money is then I assuming. Your subscription money is parsed out to every movie in theaters, and it's split up in different chunks. That's how I assume it works. I don't think that's the way it works, but that's how I, I like. There must think be some kind of a point system, or I'm I'm not sure how they do it. But because yes. the first ticket that I bought was to Bullet Train IMAX, I mm. unknowingly was part of a promotion that weekend. And I got a free bullet train NFT. I completely flabbergasted, got an email from AMC saying, here is your bullet train NFT. Wow. So here's my point. Okay. Give me free things. I don't even need to know that you're giving me free things. I want merch. I want incentives. I want free stuff. They need to keep up with this. NFTs, again, they're not real. I don't know. No. It, it doesn't, it's, it's not a real thing. But, you know, I, I want to get free things. I want to be treated truly like I am A-list. And it, even well, though I don't care about having an NFT, felt real nice to get that email. Now, is this for IMAX, people who purchased IMAX tickets or A-list subscribers who It bought- was for people who bought IMAX tickets that weekend, A-list or not. If you bought an okay. IMAX ticket that weekend, you got a free NFT, apparently. Um, and yes, more. Give us more things. 
Well, when they did the small IMAX re-release for Top Gun Maverick, they gave out a free poster. Yes. I was upset that I didn't get that to get it. Also upset I did not get it. So, yes, a poster would have been a re... I mean, listen, we're busy people. We're movers and shakers. I would say for people who have more time on their hands that getting a poster, you know, they could rush out and do that. I mean, uh, we, uh, we're juggling many things. We're pissing in, in many pots. Is that a saying? It is now. It is now. But if I could have made the time, I would have been doubly incentivized to go to Top Gun again to get that poster, to get my grubby mitts on that poster. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, and that's something that I think they used to do more often, right? Mm Because when Venom came out, they were giving out for some people, uh, like limited edition, like Venom comic. Yes. Yeah. I got a a vial of saliva uh, (laughs) from Venom 1. I got a tongue clipping. Yeah. I mean, these are the things that people will go to the theater for. And it, it just, it just, Place to the thing I said last week, or not even last week, I think it was last episode, was that the theater needs to be a place to be. It needs to be a place where people go to hang out, and then they look and they see something and they say, oh, Beast, I'll go see that. Oh, Dragon Ball, I remember that show. I'll go see that. Oh, I get a free bucket hat from Bullet Train. Maybe I'll go see that. These, these theaters need to innovate. They need to make it a carnival. I a, want a, I want a it carnival to be that a meeting is place, restrained. A, a town yeah, square. Yeah. Yes, church re, yeah, replace churches. Uh, absolutely. I know yeah. you didn't say it, but that's uh, that's what I am that's what I extrapolated from what you said. Replace the church with the theater. It does fill you with awe when you go. Yeah. Or at least make it as important as church. I do they try to go every weekend. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They can they can share a town square, huh? And you know and what? Yet, a lot of churches are pretty big. Throw an IMAX screen in there. Why not? Why not? I mean, there's so many. We said this during the pandemic with drive-ins. There's so many blank walls that can become screens. Yes. There's so many giant parking lots that can become drive-ins with giant screens. There's so many surfaces in the world that can be projected upon and yet we're stuck with bullet train sharing a few IMAXs with ET and that's just not enough people it's just not enough don't make us choose don't make us choose now Aaron we've got to do our top fives do you feel confident in your top five I do I do Okay. Uh, would you like to kick it off? Absolutely. Uh, I would love to kick it. Uh, so for number one, I think it's a slam doink Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Uh, I think that it's going to surprise all of us who are not aware of the anime world. And I think everyone else is going to say, yep, that's about right. Uh, for number two, I do think that Beast is going to come in second um okay i think it's gonna i don't know i'm trying to think of a beast pun 
claw its way to second. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do think it's going to be by a hair. Uh, I think it's going to be probably less than a million dollar difference between that and Bullet Train at three. Number four, Top Gun Maverick. For now, don't count it out. It'll climb back up. And number five, I think maybe some more beasts, maybe DC League of Super Pets at five. Great. I can't I can't argue with this top five. But to switch it up. Please do. I'm gonna say Dragon Ball Super Superhero Slam Doink. I do think that from our great emails that we got from Daryl and Marcus and just the research that we we did. It's looking like this thing's going to be number one. Number two, I'm just going to go bullet train. I'm going to I'm going to go mm. there. I'm going to say Beast is going to do less than bullet train. So Beast number three, then of course Top Gun Maverick, and then those mangy mutts <laughs> that nobody loves. DC League of Super Pets. Like many pets, they're just kind of around. And you've made a commitment, and so they're there. Yeah, you just you can't really just throw them out on the street. What can you do? What can you do? So, Aaron, is there anywhere that you would like our listeners to find you, or would you li- rather just be left alone? I, I am on Twitter at Aaron Foley Chan, and can be found there. Okay. But in all other aspects of my life, let me rest. Yeah, just, I mean, it's, yeah, living is enough. I've got enough stuff, but I do tweet sometimes. Like and every, every tweet's gold. Yeah, like them. Like them, retweet them. Do you want them to respond to them? They can, you know, engagement's engagement. Okay, okay. Now, as for us... We've got the boboys at gmail.com. That is our email address. You can find us there. Please send all of your thoughts, your top fives, your analysis. Educate us on our blind spots. We love that. Send also, we did get an email from a wannabeo boy. Let me go back real fast because we got an email. We asked for claps. And we got some claps from Nathan. So Nathan says, if you turn your ear to the stacks and listen closely, behold, a chorus of plain billies and posh billies clapping for the one, the only Top Gun Maverick. He's saying it's been an astonishing run, and we agree. Nathan from the Fast Food Film Friends podcast, check that out. He recorded some claps. Those claps are going to be used in a future clapping. So definitely, if you want your claps to be weaved into an epic clap, which could be for Maverick when it beats Black Panther, who knows? Who knows when our next clap will be? Send that our way. Now, Aaron, I think we did it. I I can't argue. It's been done. It's already been done. We did. (laughs) Now, there's nothing left to say, except until next time, we'll smell you at the box.